0: Hello, Lakeview Church. It is so good to be able to gather with you online again this Sunday morning, though we are looking forward very much to next Sunday when we can restart in-person gatherings here in the sanctuary at Lakeview Church. We are very mindful of the fact that there are some of you who maybe won't feel comfortable joining with us next Sunday in person, uh, and there are some of you who may find yourself in one of those at-risk categories where it doesn't uh, seem reasonable for you to join us, and we understand that. So we're going to continue our online gathering so that you can continue to track with us as a church, and we want to encourage you to be with us next Sunday online at 1030, But for those of you who are able, we want to invite you to join with us for our first in-person gathering since the COVID-19 crisis hit our community. So we want to encourage you to join with us if you are able in the sanctuary next Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. We are so looking forward to having you with us. Now, this morning, we're continuing on in our series, Prayers for the Church. This is our third week in this series. And uh, we started this series back on Mother's Day. Uh, We looked at the the person of Hannah, and we looked at how she prayed a prayer of surrender. And we were reminded as we looked at her story that surrender is a gateway to the favor of God. Uh, As we look to the future as Lakeview Church, we want more than anything else to have the favor and blessing of God resting on us and on our church. And while we know that there's no levers that we can pull or things that we can do to manipulate God to make him favor us or bless us, we do know that there are things we could do that would prevent him from favoring us or blessing us. And kind of the foundation of those things that would prevent that favor or blessing is the lack of surrender. And so we talked about the importance of taking our lives and all of our stuff, everything that we are and all that we do and surrendering that to the Lord just as Hannah surrendered her son. So I wanna encourage us just to remember back to that message and continue to pray prayers of surrender. Last Sunday, Pastor Zach did a wonderful job reminding us that we must pray prayers for depth, that as followers of Jesus Christ, it's our calling to grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord, to know him more and more. And to reflect his character, his, his personality, his behavior, everything that Christ is, we want to reflect that and exemplify that in our lives. And perhaps the most important truth that Pastor Zach shared with us last Sunday is that we need God in order to know God. And so we seek God in prayer, asking him to help us know him better. As we think about prayers of surrender and prayers of depth, this morning I want to talk to you about a different kind of prayer that we must pray, and that's a prayer for expansion. You see, it's easy for us, I think, to identify that inside of the church we must grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord, that it's our calling to follow Jesus and to become like him in everything that we are and in everything that we do. And so the church must always be going deeper in its walk with Jesus. But sometimes we forget that at the very same time that we are going deeper in our relationship with Jesus, we must at the very same time have this outward focus that we want to see the church expand so that the influence of God's kingdom stretches from where we are out into our community and throughout our world. So today, I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about how we might learn to pray prayers of expansion. And in order to do that, I want to take us to a passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, and we're going to read a few verses from there in just a moment, beginning in verse 35. But before we read these verses, I want to just kind of set the stage for you and and remind you of what comes before this passage. In beginning in Matthew chapter 5 Jesus uh, begins his sermon on the mount which perhaps is the most famous and most well-known teaching of Jesus it's uh, quite a sermon it stretches over 3 chapters of scripture and and at the end of that passage uh, where Jesus finishes the sermon on the mount he comes down off of the mountainside and he enters into a time of direct ministry with the crowds and the people that he encounters And over Matthew chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 9, what we find is Jesus doing all kinds of ministry. He's calling disciples to follow him, he's casting out demons, he's healing the sick, he's answering questions. He's doing all kinds of ministry with people. And then we get to the end of Matthew chapter 9 when it seems like perhaps Jesus should be tired. After teaching his most famous sermon, after doing all of this direct ministry with people, we might expect Jesus to just want to unplug and disengage and move away from the crowds and from the ministry demands, but that's not what we find. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, this is what we read. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And then these words in verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And then chapter 10, verse 1 says this, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. And then verse 5 tells us that he then sent them out. I point us to this passage of scripture for a couple of reasons. One, I think it reveals the heart of God to see more and more people come to know Jesus as their shepherd. And I think it's always important for us to remember as we seek to become a church of greater depth where we are knowing Jesus more and becoming more and more like him, that at the very same time, we must continue to have a heart for those who have not yet found Jesus as their shepherd. It's not enough for us inside of the church to keep growing deeper. We must, as a church, keep reaching out because the church is called to grow deep and to expand its reach outward. So we must do both things, and I think this passage reminds us of that. But I also take us to this passage because I think it offers to us a short outline that will help us pray prayers for expansion. And so what I want to do is just point out a few words from these uh verses that we've read that will kind of frame up a prayer for expansion. The first word that I see, it's actually underlined in my Bible, it's the word saw in verse 36. When he saw the crowds. The first thing that I think we must understand as we seek to pray prayers of expansion is that we need to ask God to touch our eyes and help us see. Jesus saw the crowds, and when he saw them, he looked beyond their physical presence in front of him, and he saw their spiritual condition. He recognized very quickly that these people that were in front of him were harassed and helpless. He said they were like sheep without a shepherd. In other words, he saw them as wandering through their lives aimlessly. They didn't know him, they didn't know his father, and they didn't have God's leadership in their life to guide and direct them to the life that God intended for them to live. Jesus saw them. More than their physical presence, he saw their spiritual condition. You and I go through our lives day in and day out and we see people, people maybe that we live with, people who are on our street or in our neighborhood, people that we work with or that we go to school with, people who are out and about in the community as we go through our daily lives. We see these people, their physical presence in front of us, but what we need to ask God to do is to touch our eyes because we need to see beyond their physical presence and we need to begin to see the spiritual condition of our community. We need to begin to see the brokenness and the hurt and the wandering that's happening in our society today. We need to ask God to give us insight and wisdom and discernment born of the Holy Spirit in our lives that would allow us to see beyond the physical and into the spiritual condition of the people around us. We need to see like Jesus saw. He saw the crowds and he recognized they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. We need to ask God to do that work in us. A second word in this passage that I underlined, it's the word compassion. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. This word for compassion in the original language in which this passage was written, it's a word which kind of represents a gut-level reaction, almost a a pain that Jesus would have experienced. He saw the people, he saw their spiritual condition, and he hurt for them. We might talk about this in our language. We might say that we feel a burden for people, or uh, maybe we sense a weight on our shoulders for the situations that we see. Or perhaps we might even say that our heart is broken for the people that we encounter. What we need to pray for as we think about the church looking and expanding outward to influence our community and our world, we need to pray not only that we could see the way Jesus saw the crowd, but we need to pray that our heart would be broken for the condition that those people are in. We need to ask God to help us feel what he feels when he looks at our community and when he looks at our world, so that our hearts and our feelings are aligned with his. We need to pray for God to touch our eyes that we could see the condition that people are in. We need to ask God to touch our hearts that we might feel what he feels. And then the third word that sticks out to me in this passage is the word workers. Jesus says, as he sees the need and feels this sense of compassion, he says to his disciples, guys, here's the problem. The harvest is plentiful. There's more people without a shepherd who need a shepherd. But the workers to go and tell those people who the shepherd is, those workers are few. So the harvest is big. The workers are few. So Jesus says, you got to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send out workers. Now, this word for prayer is a word that literally means to plead or to beg, to to really cry out to God and ask for this to happen. It reminds us of Hannah, who we talked about on Mother's Day, who went into the temple and she pleaded with God to give her a son. We need to find ourselves on our faces before God in these days, asking God not only to help us see the harvest. Not only to help us see the condition of people, not only to feel compassion in our hearts for them, but to actually ask God to raise up workers who could go out and tell people who the shepherd is so that they could find God and begin to have leadership in their lives that would help them live the life God intends for them to live. We need to ask God to help us have eyes to see hearts that feel, and then we need to ask God to send out workers into the harvest field to tell people who the shepherd is. There's one more word that I want to point out. It comes in Matthew chapter 10 verse 1, and it's the word called. It says that Jesus called his 12 disciples to him, and then verse 5 says he sent them out. I find it interesting that Jesus looks at his disciples at the end of Matthew 9 and tells them they need to pray for workers. But then by the time we get to Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus is telling them that you are the answer to your own prayer. You see, Jesus' intention for every single follower of his is that they would not only be people who follow him, but that they would be workers who tell others who the shepherd is. As we pray prayers of expansion, I want us to pray for eyes to see and hearts to feel and workers to be raised up. But most importantly, I want us to pray that God would work inside of us as Lakeview Church so that every person who's a part of our faith community who follows Jesus would become a worker in the harvest field. This is Jesus' intention for us. From the very beginning, when Jesus called followers, he said, come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. See, last week we talked about praying for depth, and that's really important. The church should always be growing deeper. But one of the key indicators of our depth in Jesus is our commitment to the mission of God in our community and in our world. The more closely we follow Jesus into depth, the more likely we are to be people who are workers in the harvest field, building relationships with those who are harassed and helpless, people who are like sheep without a shepherd. And it's our job not just to build relationships with them, but to live out a Christian life in front of them, to live out what it looks like to be a life of a person who has a shepherd. And then in the right moment, when the Holy Spirit opens the door to share who the shepherd is with those people and invite them to follow Jesus as their shepherd. So I want to encourage us to pray for God to give us eyes that we might see the spiritual condition of our community and our world, hearts that would be broken for that condition of our world, just like the heart of Jesus is. And then I want to ask God with you that workers would be raised up and sent out into the harvest field But most importantly, I want us to pray that we would be those workers, that every single person in our church would see themselves as someone who carries the message that Jesus is a shepherd for those who are harassed and helpless and he will lead you into the life that God wants you to have. We need to be people who are sharing that message and I want all of us to be those workers. So as we close this message today, what I wanna do is invite you to take a posture of prayer. This might mean kneeling or maybe standing uh, or maybe just kind of scooting forward on your seat and reminding your body that we're changing positions now because we're going from listening to a message into a moment of talking with our God. I just want to invite you to take a posture of prayer and I want to lead us through a time of prayer. And in this prayer, I want to invite you just to pray with me. So let's pray. God, we come to these moments of prayer at the end of this message and we are simply asking God that you would help us not only to pray prayers for depth, but God, would you help us to pray prayers for the expansion of your church and your kingdom in our community and in our world. So right where you're at right now, I just want to simply ask you to Maybe just take your fingers and point them at your eyes, or maybe you want to cover your eyes with your hands, but just signify before the Lord right now that we're going we're gonna to ask God to touch our eyes. God, I pray that you would touch every person's eyes. Give us insight and discernment and vision from your Holy Spirit to see beyond the physical presence of people in our lives, to see their spiritual condition. Please, God, give us eyes to see. Now take your hands and put them over your heart. God, as we put our hands on our hearts right now, we're just simply asking that as we see the spiritual condition of people in our community and in our world, would you break our hearts? Would you help us to feel something deep inside of us? Help us to feel what you feel when you look on this world. So God, help us to see and help us to have compassion. Help us to be broken. Now I want you to just take a look at your hands. And as you put your hands in front of you with your palms facing up, just to remind yourself that God wants to use your mouth, your hands, your feet so that you could be a worker in the harvest field. And so God, we just simply pray that you would send us wherever you want us to go. And as you send us, Lord, help our feet to carry us there. And God, whatever work you've put in front of us, help us to use our hands to do the work that you've called us to do. And God, whenever you open the door for us to have an opportunity to share the message about who the shepherd is, would you open our mouth and fill it with your words so that we can share your message with those around us? God, would you make us workers in your harvest field so that more people can know, so that your kingdom can expand and your name can be glorified. And God, for what you do, we will give you the thanks and praise. In Jesus' name.